This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Thursday, April 22nd, 2010. Um, last night's third episode of The Ultimate Fighter uh, drew the highest ratings of the season, uh, bringing in just about 2 million viewers uh, for the two-fight episode um, featuring Rich Antonito and um, Jamie Yeager moving on in the middleweight tournament. Um, Antonino moved on after, I mean, he, he looked really good at the beginning of the fight against Casey Ascola, um, and then Ascola recovered after the onslaught and uh, started taking it to, to Rich before landing a, a few knees on the ground with Antonino's knee on the ground. Um, the replays, very iffy on whether or not it actually hit him in the head. It was very close to, uh, on whether or not it was illegal knees, but... Um, Antonito was unable to continue, and uh, the bout was ruled a DQ um, uh, of Casey Escola, and Antonito moved on. Um, the second fight, Jamie Yeager took it to Charles Blanchard. Blanchard was a, a bit overmatched in this fight, and Yeager took him out by TKO in the first round. Um, the uh, Escola DQ was the, the fight that um, brought about Tito Ortiz storming and uh, knocking down the door that fell behind him as he walked into the locker room, uh, the preview that we had seen for, for weeks for the show. Um, it was another enjoyable episode of the show. You got more of the the house bickering between uh, Jaeger and um, Escola, um, and, and uh, a, a little grouping of guys um, in the house that were uh, uh, a little bit on their own. Um, and, and friends with each other despite being uh, on different teams. Um, another uh, solid uh, episode this season, and I think uh, uh, it's a good sign that they're still bringing in viewers and, and getting the, the largest audience uh, of the season um, later in instead of just at the debut and tapering off as they continue to go along. But um, you know, a bevy of uh, fight announcements moving on over the last uh, couple of days. Um, UFC 116 is, is getting a, a really, really good welterweight bout between Chris Lytle and Matt Brown. Um, it's actually a rematch of a fight that they had in 2007 in the Ultimate Fight League, the now defunct organization. Um, that fight Lytle won by submission, um, in the second round. But both fighters are very different from where they were three years ago. Uh, and, and this has all the potential to be a very, very exciting fight. Um, uh, the Ultimate Fighter 11 finale is getting a lightweight bout between Spencer Fisher and Dennis Seaver. Uh, that one should be a- another solid lightweight fight. Um, Fisher hasn't fought since his loss to Joe Stevenson last October. Um, Seaver is coming off a, a unanimous decision loss to Ross Pearson um, last month at Fight Night 21. So both guys are definitely looking for a, a win. Um, Fisher recovered from uh, an injury and is ready to get back into action here. Um, uh, Speaking of Joe Stevenson, actually, he is in talks to face Takanori Gomi at uh, the UFC on Versus 2 card in August. Um, That would be another really good lightweight fight. Uh, I mean, Stevenson's coming off the loss to George Sotaropoulos in February. Gomi, of course, lost to Kenny Florian by submission. Uh, something that both he and Stevenson have in common. Uh, neither fighter is going to be an anywhere near a title shot anytime soon. 
Um, of the two of them, Stevenson's really the only one that I think has a shot at even trying to get back up there. Um, Gomi, I think, is definitely—I think he's past his prime, and, and, and there are too many dangerous lightweights in the UFC that I think um, can definitely take the fight to him. I think Stevenson's one of those. It'll be interesting to see um, how Gomi handles his ground game in that one. <clears throat> also, for that UFC on versus two card in Salt Lake City, Jake Ellenberger and John Howard um, have been tapped for a welterweight fight. That one ha- definitely has the potential for fireworks. Two very, very good uh, up-and-coming fighters. Howard is 4-0 in the UFC now, coming off his most decisive victory um, at UFC on versus one in March. And uh, Ellenberger um, picked up his first victory in the UFC in January uh, after losing his debut against Carlos Condit. Uh, he TKO'd Mike Pyle at UFC 108, so another solid matchup there. Um, other news with the UFC, Czech Congo has signed a six-fight contract extension with the UFC, um, coming off his victory over Paul Buntello. Uh I, I mean, Congo's kind of the, the gatekeeper in the heavyweight division right now. There, uh, there are plenty of guys that he can fight and plenty of guys that he can beat. Um, and it's smart for the UFC to hold on to him and not let him go over to strike force, where they'd have another solid guy to match up with um, the few that they have on top right now. So it makes sense from that that standpoint, and Congo can be a serviceable and sometimes very exciting fighter. And um, I mean, if a guy is going to make his way towards being one of the top contenders, and a guy like Czech Congo is someone that. Uh, um, if he gets through it, it definitely says something. So, um, not a bad one. Another heavyweight fighter getting a, 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 another fight in the UFC is Tim Hag. Just a, a little over two months after getting released by the organization, following his loss to uh, um, Chris Tuckshire at UFC 109, uh, Hag is uh, getting a second chance to step in for... Um, Chad Corvin, who was supposed to debut at UFC 113 in Montreal against Joey Beltran. Um, he had issues with his uh, medical paperwork. It had not been approved by the Quebec Athletic Commission. So Tim Hag is getting a shot here on the card. He is Canadian himself, so uh, getting to fight in his home country and uh, uh, getting another shot in the UFC. Um, more with that... Uh, Outside of the UFC, um, Cole Conrad has a, a date for his first fight in Bellator. It will be May 6th in Boston at Bellator 17. He is taking on uh, 1-0 heavyweight Pat Bennett. Conrad himself is 2-0, former NCAA wrestling champion, um, two-time NCAA wrestling champion from the University of Minnesota, uh, training partner of Brock Lesnar, uh, he's got both of his victories came in the first round. Um, Pat Bennett has uh, hit his one pro fight, took 60 seconds, and he uh, picked up a TKO victory. So a heavy hit, hitting heavyweight fight. Um, I, I think that uh, Bellator would be wise to round out their exciting night of uh, uh, lightweight action um, by placing this fight on that card or on the televised uh, portion of that card as well. Uh, we've got Eddie Alvarez against Josh Neer in the uh, the so-called super fight, um, and then the semifinal fights for the uh, lightweight tournament featuring Roger Huerta against Pat Curran 
and Carrie Veneer against Toby Amata. So Bellator 17 is looking like a very solid card so far for the Boston fans. Um, other Oh, the other uh, fight confirmed for this summer. Kenny Florian has confirmed his fight with Gray Maynard for UFC 118. Uh, on ESPN.com's MMA Live program today, he confirmed that he had signed on the dotted line for the fight, and that will be taking place in his hometown. Um, UFC heads to Boston on uh, August 28th, and uh, that UFC 118 card will also be uh, headlined by uh, the BJ Penn Frankie Edgar rematch uh, from UFC 112. So, a very stacked night of lightweight action. Uh, coming to Boston, and the Boston fans should be very psyched for this car coming, and uh, I think Kenny Florian fighting in front of his hometown crowd, uh, especially coming off a very impressive win over Takanori Gomi, uh, this is a very good number one contender's fight for the lightweight title. The winner is primed to um, take on whoever comes out victorious between uh, Frankie Edgar and BJ Penn in the rematch, so... We'll see what takes place in Boston, but uh, uh, that one is set and ready to go. Um, other than that, we got WEC 48 coming on Saturday. Uh, we'll have plenty of uh, uh, stuff to say about that on our live cast on Sunday as well. Um, check out Jason Amati's new article today uh, about the WEC 48 card, and uh, it's a little bit of a rundown on what's at stake and what uh, ramifications could be for some fighters, depending on what happens, and then um, also just a look at how that card can salvage uh, what is a, a kind of a lackluster month of MMA action uh, once once the fights have actually taken place. This WCA, WEC 48 card is stacked uh, to the brim, their best card by far uh, that they've ever put on, and uh, I, I can't see any way it disappoints, so... Uh, check back for more on that, and we will have live coverage of that as it airs. Uh, also, go ahead and check out uh, uh, Alvin Carter's um, live blog from tonight's Bellator 15 event. Uh, he was there at the Mohegan Sun and uh, posted the results of that. I will uh, have my report um, on just the fights themselves with some star ratings and uh, a little bit of uh, um, comments on that uh, later um, either tonight or tomorrow morning, um, as the event is on tape delay here in Minnesota. So um, that I will be getting to that um, once I'm done with the, this audio here. And then uh, in the meantime, check out uh, Alvin's uh, live report and uh, uh, leave a comment for him as it was his first time um, live blogging an event. And uh, I think Alvin did a great job with that. So, uh once again, thanks for listening in to the Torch Audio News Brief, and then uh, check back with us tomorrow, and uh, uh, had, uh, join us on Sunday for the live cast following WEC 48 on Saturday night. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. This is Jamie Penick signing off.